1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 39, season four of the standoff of Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're usually here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season, but the season's done, so it is our season finale tonight. Um, May as well waste no time and bring Richie on. Evening, Richie. League's officially done um, for the year after three dominant victories by the Kiwis PNG in England. Um, it's also our season finale, as I just mentioned. How are you and how was your weekend?
3: Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, a little, a little bit of sweet. Uh, last last show of the year, last time we're going to get to chat some footy and list some, some life-altering news comes up uh, and we have to do a special but um yeah i i really enjoyed the footy on the weekend how about you
2: yeah i thought it was great um happy to have um been right on one of my picks um technically too um because i thought england would do the job again but i didn't see png doing what they did mm. so um we'll talk about that in a little bit but yeah great way to end the year um But while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know on the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of the final week of internationals. We'll then answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we've prepared for each other. And since we've got absolutely nothing to preview, um, I thought we would end the show um, with kind of a, a little bit of our highlights of season four. Um, so it should be a good little chat to, to end the night. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into Top Stories, Richie.
3: Okay, sounds good.
2: Um, as is normally the case, as I mentioned to Paul before we jumped on, um, whenever we do a show, usually the the big talking point news happens the next day. Um, and that was the case um, last week um, with Adam Finua-Blake requesting an immediate release from his contract with the Warriors so he could return to Sydney to be closer to his family. Um, we discussed it that night um, when we are on Ruin Hammer's show. Um, but since then, mm-hmm. we've had further um, updates with AFB and the Warriors, agreeing that he would remain with the club in 2024 with further discussions to be had on what happens in 2025. Um What's your thoughts? I know you've already talked about it a bit, but we've got more clarity. So um, yep. what's your thoughts on AFB potentially um, jumping away?
3: Yeah, well, like you say, we, we didn't discuss it on, on our show last week. So uh, initially, obviously, I was pretty distraught about about the, the news. Um, the development where he will stay next year, that's that's a good thing. Um the last thing I wanted to see after such a good 2023 was one of the main reasons we were, we were really good, um, disappear, um, yeah. and sort of set us back. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy he's going to remain in 2024. I, I hope whatever's going on in, in his personal life, um, he's able to manage it while, whilst still playing to a very high level. And, um, We'll see what happens after that
2: yeah um yeah as you said um i think my work probably wants to send a bill to the warriors in afb um because my work productivity went down after that news leaked uh, rest of that day i was kind of in a, in a bit of a daze but um yeah i think i'm hoping that something happens where they manage to turn him around and he actually fulfills his entire contract. But Mm. having a year to actually plan and prepare to bring someone in, we did mention it on the Ruin Hammer show that he's not a player you can really, you can't replace him like for like. There's no one else out there. But um, I had a few people um, that I had penciled in that I would be interested in. Um, Ideally, they were people I was interested in bringing in to join him. Not to replace him, but um, we've got guys uh, it's been a lot in social media after the Kiwis performance. But Leo Thompson and Griffin Neem, um, mm-hmm. are two young, young Kiwis. Um, that uh, they have got they are contracted in 2025 to the Knights and Cowboys, respectively. But um, you know, Adam Finua Blake was contracted with the Warriors in 2026, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, um, there could be a bit of wiggle room there, especially if you can cowboys out of the question of dangling um adam finnall blake but um newcastle potentially um, i'm not sure it's all it's all just rumors and and speculation right now um but yeah i i think it's a it's a lot better um to have a year to work on it so um i feel a bit more calm i was kind of panicking that the warriors had a couple of months to kind of find someone to replace him um yeah but yeah i'm sure we're gonna it's gonna probably be a, an ongoing story throughout 2024 when we're doing season five of the standoff a bit like the ben hunt situation hopefully um afb a bit more um at peace with the decision rather than every week us reporting that he's trying to get out again mm. um, i don't think he will it kind of sounds like they've drawn a line in the sand so hopefully you know, the discussions happen behind closed doors um for the most part. But um adding to that though, there was also um another news drop from Stuff over here in New Zealand um, suggesting that another two players were gonna make the same request of the Warriors shortly, but they didn't mention who. Um you know, Mikey said AB's parents crook. They haven't really discussed, they just said um, you know, there's been something with the family um that requires him to be closer. So um I would assume something like that potentially, but yeah, I I can't, I can't say, but yeah, two other warriors, Richie, apparently um, want to do the compassionate grounds and leave no mention on who, when you heard that news, did you have any names pop into your head on who it could be? Um, Again, 100% speculating because yeah.
3: Yeah. um, Not, not really. I mean, purely speculating perhaps, somebody who maybe maybe a couple of the Aussies who may be looking to get back home. Um, That's obviously purely speculating. I'm just, I don't know, I don't know who else you'd look at, might want to leave early on on compassionate grounds or, you know, on on some, whatever reason it is to get out of contract early. Um, But for me, it's more the concern is that this ha- seems to be happen to, happening to us quite a lot over the past couple of years, and I mean, I think it's going to have to be part of our recruitment strategy going forward. To you know, really look for people who who really want to be here and, and want to be based out of NZ, because um, yeah, the, the uh, early early uh, out requests are getting a bit. T- bit tiresome
2: yeah and uh, i see mikey's mentioned um he says barnett and metcalf i had lussick and metcalf in my head spring to mind um just yeah as two younger guys maybe barnett seems to have settled and seems to be happy but you just don't know what's happening behind closed doors but i'm sure um if it actually goes through and those two players whoever they be actually request a release um if it's before Season 5 starts, I'm sure we can jump on and do something talking about it mm. if it happens. So um, we'll leave it there for now. But um, And I, I, of...
3: I hope it's not Barnett, especially off no. the back of, back of the heels of AFB wanting to leave. That would be worst-case scenario.
2: Yeah, and Jacko said club must get tougher on these early get-outs. Um, yeah, and I think they've made a step in the right direction by making uh, having an agreement with Adam Vanilla Blake to at least play next year. I know it doesn't seem like you're making much of a stand, but this is a club that's kind of renowned for the moment. Someone really asked for a release, regardless of what it does to the club in terms of the squad, they let it happen. Um, so I think there's a step in the right direction. There was the talk with Cameron George when um, Rhys Walsh requested the release that they said they would – release them if they found a, a suitable enough replacement and then chance happened and they said if chance wasn't wanting to come back to New Zealand Reese would have been told to stick to his contract mm. um, but it's easy to do that tough line when you've already done the deal so I don't know right, Paul
0: and you've got to be careful here as well um, around sort of uh, having people who are homesick etc is isn't necessary is is uh, how much? You know, what what kind of performance do you be to get out of them? Even mm. if they are trying. Um, I think this what it sounds like is they're being flexible with um, Fernand Black. I, uh, I think he's earned the, um, uh, the the right for that as well. The way he's performed this season, it's like he's shown he's shown he can play. Uh, I'm assuming he's shown that um, from a uh, uh, off the pitch that he's that he'll look after himself and be able to do, perhaps do some self training. Or solo training when he's got this extra yeah. day back in Sydney. So I think uh, having that flexible attitude with players who have earned it, I think is a way is, is a good is a good way of trying to manage it. Really,
2: yeah. And um, the pathways they're putting in place now, um, obviously, it's not going to happen straight away, but this will help with that a bit um, in the future because you have a bit more homegrown talent. Um, so yeah, hopefully um, it comes. But yeah, you you've got to you've got to pick and choose your battles. But a guy like AFB um, is a guy that you you push and do what you can to make him stay because of what he delivers with the team. Um, and yeah, Jacko's talking about homesick. Angie's Aussie, three hours away, not mm-hmm. on the moon. Yeah, it's I can't put myself in their situation um, because I live in New Zealand. My family's in New Zealand. My family lives, you know, a decent enough drive away. Um, but, yeah, I, I i don't know. It's hard to say. I, I don't, you know, on the off chance that someone from the Warriors watches, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's a cop out. So I'll get in trouble anyway. I think it's a cop out. It's an easy way to get out. Um, and uh, I was actually, uh, I'll bring it in. I, I saw um, Hammer was here. I was discussing with you and Ruin Hammer, um, offline, um, today, uh, a proposition about contracts and players and clubs both break contracts. Um, it's, it happens all the time. Contracts not worth anything, but I was suggesting it'd be good if the NRL could bring something in where say, um, I'll bring both situations up. So the Warriors let Josh Curran go early. They released him from his contract early. Um, so in that situation, the Warriors, they decided they want to break the contract. They have to pay him out his contract. And then Adam Fanor Blake wants to leave his contract early. He has to buy his contract to get out. If I think if you brought something like that into play, we wouldn't see this happen as much. If you're mm. Adam Fanor Blake and you're told you decide you want to go home, um, and go, Okay, there's two point two million dollars left on your contract, pay it and go um and uh, i see robbie's asked did my cousin in the nbl get homesick no I, that's actually a good analogy my cousin's a, a professional basketballer he's played in kens he's played um in perth he's currently playing right now in the uk he doesn't um yeah he doesn't he, he's there to do a job so he he does it admittedly his contract aren't as long as an nrl one but um yeah, he goes to a place, does his job, and then when the contract's done, he comes home. And um yeah, Hammer said it, um, having gone through what I have with my dad, his parents are actually not well. I can understand why he wants to be closer to his parents. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get the reason, but you don't always know. You know, you don't want to be that guy saying I don't think they're they're sick, um, or anything like that. But there might be some skullduggery. I'm not saying AFB is doing that. Um, he did, admittedly, he didn't play that last game because we did talk about that um, last play game for Tonga. So mm. I think he did come home from the tour. Um,
3: that's, that's, that's one of the challenges we're going to face being based where we're based as well. And if we're recruiting people whose uh, families are all in Australia, um, there's always going to be that, that risk
2: that's for everyone though if you're in Melbourne and your family's in Sydney and you have um um parents um Isaac Loomy Loomy was one um his his father wasn't well and he gave up his contract and went to the he ended up with the Bulldogs for a bit because his father was in Sydney um Mm. but he was willing to actually give up in a row and I think that's that's kind of my my sticking point here you're not uh hearing Someone say I'm going to give up everything and be closer to family. They're like, no, I still want to be an NRL player. Um, Chance is a good example. Chance is willing to come back to New Zealand and never play NRL again. He wanted to be back with his kids, um, and was very thankful that the Warriors decided to pick him up. But he was—he's even come out of media and said he was willing to come and be a tradie or something. Um, he just needed to be back in New Zealand. So you want um, AFB to give up the NRL? Yeah, if you're not playing for us, what's, what's the matter, man? <laughs> <laughs> do, do I want to see him playing for the Dragons? No. No. Um, but no, yeah, in all seriousness, we're, we've we got a year to figure it out now, at least. Um, so we'll move on. You got me, you got me back um, onto that topic. Um, the NRL are rumoured to be planning on organising international games in New Zealand. Um, moving forward after a disappointing 13,500 fans who went to the final in Hamilton. Um, NZRL CEO Greg Peters has hit out over this report saying it's rubbish. While it wasn't a good look um, to have so many empty seats um, on view for the final in the Pacific Championship, TV cameras were pointed towards the less uh, less populated stand that was also the most expensive, um, and other areas were significantly fuller um they would have had a bigger crowd if they played at mount smart which is the game what we said when they played at eden park um but the nrl took a long time to confirm dates um for the pacific championship that by the time um they were announced um mount smart was already booked with rugby union um so wasn't really much you could do there but yeah the ticketing pricing does not um not help. I was talking to, I think I was talking to Paul um, a few weeks back saying like the ticket pricing didn't look that bad. I only looked at the cheap seats. I didn't look at where I would like to sit, which was anywhere between 80 and hundred bucks. Um, and I know a lot of people comparing that to the Warriors game in Hamilton that sold out, but those same seats that cost 80 to a hundred dollars were 45 um, mm. for the Warriors game. Um, so what's your, your take on it? I know the game last week in Melbourne um they had I think twenty three thousand, so they didn't even sell out there. so um, yeah. it's it's a bit of a mix I don't know the pro I didn't get to see what the pricing in Melbourne was but um mm. I've got friends who lived in Melbourne and they said it wasn't even advertised they lived there and didn't know it was on so if the NRL yeah. are looking after the Australian side and aren't advertising the game in Melbourne um will they really do much of a better job here because I know yeah. there wasn't a lot of advertising for it over here either.
3: No, and that's part of the issue. I mean, there's probably a few a few reasons why. I mean, we're at the end of a long season. Um, ticket prices, lack of promotion, or, you know, could be the championship could have been promoted better. Uh, but, yeah, it was disappointing to see a half-full stadium. Um that, that place should have been chocker for a final and it should have been full to witness what ended up being one of the Kiwis' greatest ever victories and, and Australia's biggest defeat. So, yeah, it is, it's a shame and we can only speculate whether it would have been a better crowd at, at Mount Smart now, but you yeah, think it would have been.
2: Yeah, and I saw Jacko made a comment earlier mm-hmm. saying um, leagues, you know, the um, working man's game, keep tickets cheap as possible. Yeah, I agree. That's the approach um, Cam George has done with the Warriors. Um, like he said he – they obviously – they're there to make money, right? But he said he'd much rather see cheaper tickets, meaning you get a sell-out stadium, than having, you know, $100 tickets and having 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's the approach. Like the New Zealand Rugby League, I'm sh- I assume they're the ones dictating the price. I, I can't honestly confirm that. But you want to sell it out, you know, make it more affordable, especially, you know, Richie, you go there with your kid. Um, you pay $200 for tickets and then you you still got to spend a fortune on food and drink because, you know, that's what kids do to you at those games. Yep. Um, you can't. Yeah, you can't justify. I didn't go um, myself. I couldn't justify the price, um, especially with the gas price, how much it cost me to get my gas guzzler down to Hamilton. Um, but yeah, what, what do you reckon, Paul?
0: Um, look, I think look, full stadiums mean that you've, you're have you better off. You're, you're going to get better sponsorship deals. You're going to do better. Um, so, hence, your sponsors are going to be happier. You're going to get better money that way. Um, it looks good on TV so people are going to want to watch it because want, nobody wants to watch an empty stadium going well if no one could bother to turn up why should I bother to watch it on telly um, yeah. so again you're going to get more people actually long term watching it on TV if you've got more people in the stands so yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's yeah, getting full stands um, do you make as much money on tickets no but um, you might lose a little bit there or, but you're going to make more in the long run because a better, better TV deal um, a bit more sponsorship um make more on the merchandise uh, make your more jerseys and merchandising uh everything in that way um uh, is is good um yeah Robbie says you're still bigger than a super rugby game yeah look union couldn't organize a participant of Rory as far as um, managing club rugby um let's um let's be honest and he says he, he wonders what the advertising would be like in in Vegas well look NRL will look after NRL right as, as I put in the live chat there NRL wants the international rugby to die anyway, so they're not going to promote it. But NRL will look after NRL when it comes to um, Vegas, um, so there'll be plenty of advertising for sure.
2: Yeah, and that's their baby, so that's their folk That's I think they've been more focused on that than the specific tournament anyway. Um, but yeah, and Mark Roberts is here, and he said, yeah, stand tickets were sixty to ninety dollars on the weekend, far too much. Um, there was also no promotion work on in the tron and we only found about the meet the players thing by the more facebook page yeah and um yeah and i think jacko mentioned earlier as well that the loss last week probably didn't help either um you know they the kiwis got embarrassed um in melbourne so any of those ones that were on the fence might have gone i don't really want to pay all that money and watch the kiwis get embarrassed again hindsight being a beautiful thing we know that wasn't the case but um yeah I think I I know I don't know if it's maybe the fact that they don't get a lot of internationals so they're trying to make more money quickly um rather than thinking of the bigger picture but we see we're meant to be getting regular internationals so hopefully we see some improvement on what they charge um because yeah it's, uh, it's tough especially you know the Warriors release all their new merch and then they you got no money left <laughs> um, but um we'll move on. Um we spent almost 20 minutes on the first two news topics. We're, we're going for a record here. Um Tongan coach Christian Wolf um is weighing up his future as Tonga's coach after his team went down 3-0 against England, saying there's plenty to consider, but he'll wait and see. I think he'll um I think he'll stick around because I don't see anyone else taking the mantle. Um, in all honesty, Richie. Yeah, I'm.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're right there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really. Unless there's, there's probably some candidates in the background, but um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them stay. And and the, obviously they haven't had a great series, but over the past few years, Tonga's um, scaled some heights they've they haven't reached before. Um, I'm hoping we're not seeing a decline of them after what we we've, we've seen on this latest tour but um yeah some some consistency uh and coaching and and getting the group together more you know you hope that they give some gives foundation to build off
2: yeah um we'll just have to wait and see there and I know you've got a question about Tonga um for me later so I'll, I'll leave it there um speaking about one more bit about Tonga uh Will Hopawadis announces retirement from rugby league and no one's noticed um but good luck with whatever he's doing next I guess um had a storied career um playing for it feels like everybody um but you got any thoughts on Hopawadi before we move on
3: uh, no just wish him the best in retirement um like you say I I didn't notice until um until I saw you put it in the news and then then I saw it pop up but yeah um
2: yeah it's, it's,
3: wish him all the best
2: yeah, um, Elliot Whitehead's kind of gone along the same trick. He's retired, but only from representative footy. Um, got a stat, here. He played 27 games for England and four for Great Britain. Um, you see, he's at that time in his life where you know you can't do both. Um, there's a there's a guy playing for the Kangaroos that probably should have thought about that a few years ago. Um, but yeah,
3: why why can't he do both? This is what I uh, this is one I don't understand. He's only 27. Um, no, that's old.
2: That's old. It's in, really in not. <laughs> do you do you want to play for England?
3: I'm not Elliot Wayhead, and I'm not English. <laughs> um, if I was, you, uh, you bet I would. Because um, uh, I mean, f- for me, England's—they crashed out of the World Cup up until that some that some, or semi-final. Though they were going really well, and the series have gone really well. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing them. Test themselves against the Kiwis and Aussie, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously got his reasons. I don't know whether he's um, multiple seasons in the NRL has taking the toll on his body and doesn't want to add any extra to that. But
0: yeah, yeah, you got to got that that the the yeah what's um, what, what's told his body be, but it's not like the um, it's not like there's there's like ten international games a season or, Yeah, or like so exactly so it's, it's really right extra games so uh, it seems a bit strange in saying yeah oh you can't do both um if, if, the, if the international schedule is bigger I'd agree with him but for three games I mm, seems a bit um, a bit much
2: let people be people guys jeez <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to play for that that crappy team up, up north and he wants to stay in the the beautiful weather of
0: Canberra Okay, Um, Richard, you know what? We're not allowed to have opinions anymore, so shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Kind of
2: flowing on the exact opposite of that, Kieran Florence confirmed that he wishes to keep playing for the Kiwis, um, but said that the final against the Kangaroos is not the worst way to end his career, international career, if it winds up being his last. So there we've got another one Mm -hmm. um, holding on by, um, by a thread with injuries and whatnot, still wanting to plug away and play for the Kiwis. So um yeah, the exact opposite. Um, and yeah, much. if Actually, he wants to,
0: same as Elliot Whitehead. If they make, if they, so yeah, it also depend on how much they're making per game as well.
2: I think that's probably a part of it too. We did talk about it last week about all the the amazing money that the kangaroos are getting now, um, but they haven't released what Kiwis, England, and the island teams um, are getting. I don't think. I think. England and Kiwis might be getting right but I heard um that the English um, rugby league couldn't afford um to get everyone over to England um in first class so they um asked the players to help pay to get them there so that might have made Elliot Whitehead think about it if um the team he's playing for can't afford to get him there um but
0: yeah, oh yeah, it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, yeah, look, it's pay to play, right? It's not you you're being paid to play, not I have to pay you to let me play. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, pay to
2: go first class, but I guess you want them fit. Um, and yeah, Jacko said four are a kiwi, not a pong, that's the difference. Yeah, I don't know. Paul, Paul might want
0: to. No, okay, I, I yeah. if, if, if they if he had to pay for his own flight, I, I, I get it now. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah but, um, when you, uh, yeah, you you're he had to pay for part
2: of his flight. For I don't want to, I don't want to shame him that much. He had to, he just had to chip oh, in,
0: jeez, you know. No, sorry, um, but if, you, yeah, if you're playing international footy, it should be covered.
2: Mm. Mm. So, yeah, that might help. I know, um, the Kiwis didn't have to pay to fly to New Zealand, um, but yeah, um, and Simon said he doesn't think they get paid enough pounds. Yeah, I don't think they get paid a lot to play for England, um. In fairness but yeah going off off that um player players from both the kiwis and the kangaroos have come out calling for more test matches and the return of the anzac clash um it's something we've been talking about forever richie but it's good to see that once the kangaroos actually lose a game they actually are interested in trying to play um when they were winning every game they didn't really care um so yeah the return of the Anzac Clash, I would like to see it, but I don't think that will ever happen again, um, because mm. they're always focused on Origin heading around that, getting into Origin that time of year. Yeah. Um, so I, I would like to see it, but I don't mind the compromise with um, the Warriors playing on Anzac Day um, yeah. against Melbourne, um, especially if they do bring it to New Zealand next year. But um, yeah, I want to see the, the more international. I still like the idea of um a couple of internationals in a like in an origin break in the middle um like we had for a little while but with the origin eligibility that kind of throws it out because um the poms aren't going to want to come down for a couple of weeks in the middle of the season and samoa and tonga and all that all their big names are playing in origin so they won't want to play the kiwis um And then if it's Fiji or Papua New Guinea, no offence to them, it's not as competitive as a series. Um, So I feel like it would go backwards for their teams potentially. Mm. Um, But, yeah, they've they've said they're going to try to make more games, but it's all at the back end of the year, and a lot of fans are kind of over it at the end. Um, Kiwis are always getting on board, but nine times out of ten – footies ended for us a couple of months before internationals anyway but um this year it was different it felt like it was kind of straight into it but um yeah I'm always asking for more it's just when and where um it's basically whatever the inner rail dictates um they're allowed to do so time will tell but if the players are harping on about it now hopefully it it makes some traction But what do you reckon
3: yeah, I'd love to see more Kiwis and Kangaroos clashes, um, provided the uh, home ground advantage is rotated. Uh, we, we, you know, we have seen in the past when we had more fixtures, it was seem to be much like the Melbourne and Warriors Anzac Day clashes, uh, only hosted in one, one place, and it's not our home ground. So, um, yeah. Just to be fair, you want it rotated and and hopefully we wind up with a better crowd than what we saw in Hamilton on the weekend.
2: Yeah, and Jacko said, until the NRL season shortened test-footy will suffer. And unfortunately, I think they're just going to keep making the NRL season longer and longer. Um, but, yeah, that could be, like Paul said earlier, that could be their um, overall plan. Um, well,
3: if you get up towards 20 teams uh, uh, with a couple more expansions, why couldn't you just have a round robin playing each team once?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's the way I would look at it once you get more teams in. Yeah, um, Paul said, um, what about the Anzac Day game rotating? We talked about it last week, Paul. They actually might let New Zealand Warriors have a home Anzac game for the first time in a long time, so we might. Get towards it being a rotating um, thing, or it might just be a one-off where they go, look what we did for you guys, and then go back to Melbourne every year. Um, I'm not sure. We'll say we'll keep going. Um, Melbourne Inga is close to uh, extending as Kangaroos coach. Um, you know, one one loss um, isn't enough to you know throw him out of his role. I, I think it makes sense to keep him on. Um, I think he's just got to be a bit tougher with his team selections and um actually pick um good players that are playing well as opposed to just guys that have done the job for him before I know that does work from time to time but um yeah I, I think there's a few players in this kangaroo side that have outstayed their welcome but but yeah i I'll, we'll go into that a bit later in my question yeah. to you yeah um uh, Next bit of news. Uh, Jacko said he will be astounded if Warriors get Anzac game at home. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed, but that was the noise coming out um, last week. That it looks like we're going to get it. But um I think it's in a couple of weeks when they announce the draw. We'll actually we'll find out. But yeah, we, we can dream. It see it. Yeah. Um, next bit of news. NRLW Knights coach Ron Griffiths has stood down from his role. Um, he's now going to be the New South Wales Cup side coach for the Knights. So um, good movie. You know he's won back to back titles with the Knights. So let's see if he can make the New South Wales Cup team better. Um, so good luck yep. with him, dear. You got anything mm. to add to that, Richie?
3: Well, he's got good credentials, doesn't he? Coming off a off a back to back title winning team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yep. the New South Wales Cup side will be hoping he can bring some of that magic their way. Definitely. Yeah.
2: And um, we talked about it a few weeks ago, but um, Carl Olawapu. Um, was weighing up if he needed surgery on his neck or not. A neurosurgeon's now confirmed with him that he does need surgery. But on a brighter note, um, he's been advised that he will be able to play NRL again. So um, it's, you know, unfortunate you have to have the surgery, but good that it's going to end up helping him out in the long run. So um, they haven't said when the surgery will take place, but I think they said if he had to have surgery, he'd be out for all of 2024. Um, looking at a 2025 return so hopefully um, everything goes well for him and he has a speedy recovery
3: yeah yeah absolutely that's um it's a pretty scary sort of injury no doubt about that um and he's only a young chap too who's got some pretty big reps on him so yeah fingers crossed he pulls through and and comes back bigger and better
2: yeah, and then we've got a little bit of coaching news before we go into signings. So, um, Dolphins coach Wayne Bennett's confirmed that he's open to all offers from twenty twenty five onwards, um, and will consider anything he can um, to remain in the game. So, um, I feel like he might just make a gig out of um, being the the first coach for all the new teams that come in. So, twenty twenty five is up. He'll go coach the PNG team if that's it, and then when the next team comes up, he'll go coach them. Um, I feel like he's going to be in a coaching capacity, in some way, right up until the, his last day on earth. Um, until I the wheels like fall off. Just, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's just the type of guy he is. Um, and there's always going to be someone that wants to pick him up. Um, you know, it, it's fair to say the Dolphins did better than many expected um, under him in this first year. So,
3: yeah, he hasn't lost his touch, has he? He's, no, he's still um, good. Well,
2: wow. there was some moments, and um, there were times a few years ago where I said he the game may have passed him by, but he he seemed to find his way back. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see where he goes, um, after his contract ends with the dolphins. Um, because uh, the dolphins did say their plan was when they signed him at the end of that contract, Christian Wolf was taking over. So it's not like he's going to get extended there. Um, Mikey said, Wayne to coach warriors girls. Oh, yes, Um, please. Be a dream. It'd be a dream (laughs) to have him involved in the club somehow. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with the head coach they've got for the men, um, but yeah, if you had a guy like him um, with all that knowledge in your club, it's a hell of a resource. But well, we, I don't we, see I don't see him moving to New Zealand.
3: We <laughs> saw what happened when he assistant assistant coached the Kiwis. Exactly.
2: So um, yeah, I'm sure I, I have a feeling he'll end up involved with the the new team. Um, that gets brought in. Um, that's just my feeling on it feel like that's probably something the NRL would try to nudge whoever the new team is going you've got one of the most experienced guys around let's bring him in to help you hit the ground running um, but yeah pure speculation on my point but um, next one uh, Papua New Guinea coach Justin Holbrook believes his side specific bowl win will launch um, the nation forward and he believes more NRL clubs should get PNG talent or give PNG talent a chance. Um, yeah, I, I think you should, if you see a talented player regardless of where they come from um, you should try to bring them into the fold but maybe there's a bit, I know there's issues with um, visas um, from PNG to Australia so that could be something that's holding them back in some cases, I, I, I'm not educated enough on the uh, the country and politics side of things there but um, that's also a is that something where you're worried about them asking for early
0: releases to go home? No. I the, the, the way that um, the Australian government and the New Zealand government are throwing money, uh, well, not throwing money, but spending money um, on uh, various sort of union um, things with Pacific, Pacific nations uh, to try and uh, help politically. I can see um, if I was NRL, I'd go and have a chat with um, with Canberra and say, hey, can we have a special uh, a special visa requirement for um, rugby league players, please, or for sports players from PNG? It would be Give good for a legal, league uh, visa relations. Mm.
2: Yeah, create the league visa. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, there's some talent there, so I, I think they should, if they see something, do what they can to bring it in. Um, what do you reckon, Richie?
1: Yeah.
3: Well. Yeah, there's definitely some people. Uh, there's a couple, probably when we discuss the bowl, the bowl final, and do the review there, um, there's a player or two that I was going to talk about that I I think would make a would make a good NRL player. So um, yeah, he's got a point there, but also tread carefully. Just a, a week prior, we were talking the other way about how how worrying their big loss might be for their NRL. Aspirations, but yeah, um, yeah. There's obviously league mad nation, and there there are a couple of standouts. I think in their team that would that aren't in NRL that would would make an impact. I think.
2: Yeah, and like Jacko said, the Aussie government's already said they'll spend several million, up to twenty five, to get a PNG team in the NRL. Yeah, so I assume part of this is going to be looking at actually the visas to let the PNG players actually do it because there's no point throwing all that money in and then no PNG players um can move to Ken's where this team's meant to be starting mm. um it would be yeah, it would be uh it would be, a, it would be a, an oversight that only a government could do I would say um but yeah last bit of news before going to signing Seagulls coach Anthony Seabolt has said that Manly are in discussions to potentially sign current Rusin Nathan Brown um so, yeah, Nathan Brown was kind of, you know, a regular with the Eels, left there quickly and went to the Roosters where he basically became a reserve grader and now um, could get a lifeline going to Manly. It's kind of been a little bit of a fall from grace for Brownie. I, I don't know what happened. Um, but I feel like if he went to the the Seagulls, he'd actually get used more. So it wouldn't be a bad um, decision for him to go. Um yeah, uh, and yeah, Manly will sign anyone. They're, they've just apparently offered a New South Wales Cup contract to Aaron Woods, so uh, we'll <laughs> see what happens. Um, but what's your thoughts on Nathan Brown potentially becoming a, a Sea Eagle?
3: Yeah, I don't think it would be a bad fit. I th- I think we saw it stages, particularly when they pick up a couple of injuries, they their depth gets tested in, up up the middle. Um, so s- somebody with experience like. Like Nathan Brown, who, you know, is nice and aggressive as well. Uh, I think it would be a, a decent enough fit.
2: Yeah, and Jacko mentioned that he watched Brown in um, New South Wales Cup at Mount Smart, and he didn't look like a first grader that day. Yeah, um, I was trying to, my little sister had come up to that game, and I was trying to explain to her that he was like a, a big name, um, in quotations, first grade player playing in reserve grade, but he just looked like one of the young guys there. Um, Like he didn't stand out, which you kind of expect from your experienced first graders when they go down a grade that they kind of carve up. Wasn't the case. So, yeah, I don't know if that's a lack of confidence.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think maybe he just needs to find his mojo again. I've seen um, some years where he's he's looked like a beast coming on off the bench. So, yeah,
2: um, it might be just finding his mojo again. Yeah. So, um, we'll move into signings. Um, There wasn't really much uh, until today. So um, the Roosters have reportedly um, signed or are trying to sign Michael Jennings on a training trial for 2024. It's pending NRL approval. So um, I assume um, it will get the tick. He's coming back from his drug ban, um, and he said he wants to um, end his NRL career on his own terms. So he wants to get another shot. So uh, good luck to him. Um, with the Roosters, and then the Bulldogs. Um, they decided to take all the news today, mate. Um, they signed four players. They signed uh, Drew Hutchinson, Kurt Mann, Jack Turpin, and Powassa Fah-Masili on all-on two-year deals. Um, nothing game-breaking out of those signings, to say. Um, interesting little signings. It just looks like you're know, you're trying to fill some holes in the roster. Um, out of all of them, I'd say Jack Turpin's probably the most interesting um, one. He's got potential. Um, you know, when, he, when he's in the right form, um, he's actually quite good. Hutchinson, on his day, can, he can do something for you. And um, Mann and um, Puasa are just kind of everyday players now that just kind of um, sit there and will fill a spot if injuries happen. Um, what, mm. what do you reckon um, about all these signings?
3: I'm really interested to see in what capacity they look at using Hutchison. Um, he covers a number of positions, but when the Roosters actually moved him into seven for a period, he he actually he looked good, he looked good there, and that's that's one area where the doggies are lacking for sure. Um, so I'm interested to see if that's what they have in their plans for him. Other than that, it's it's good depth for them anyway um they got hit hard with the injury stick this year and i you know i think i think their their season was derailed pretty quickly after that and they never recovered so um
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Yeah, it might help them in that in that area. Yeah, and I'm not going to make fun of them for their signings because I've learned my lesson after what we said, or what I, I'm not going to throw you under the bus, what I said about Jackson Ford when that news was announced by the Warriors. So um, it might be a masterstroke by... by Oh, Gus. So um, we'll wait and see what happens with those players. Um so we'll move into injuries, Matt. We had a couple. Yep. Um so Warrior and Kiwi Chance Nickel Kluxter. Um he played the past two weeks with broken ribs. Um very brave,
3: very brave. It wasn't
2: it wasn't talked about until after the end of the final where he got player of the match. Um we'll be fine for the beginning of twenty twenty-four for the Warriors, which is good, but um just add it to the list of um the accolades you give um that guy and um yeah, Paul said brave or dumb um there's a fine line
3: between brave yeah, and dumb there,
2: there's a fine <laughs> line it, it's fine um i'd it'd say it's dumb if something really bad happened um
0: but i feel like that was a situation yeah but that's, why? That's, that's that's wonderful 2020 hindsight right oh yeah, shit but it was really dumb bad. because he punched his lung oh <laughs> it's fine yeah
2: you you got you got two though right you got two lungs um <laughs> so um but yeah it, i think if it was super serious um would be fine um I, i'm sure paul you've played many a times with broken ribs yourself i'm sure i i know i have um but no. it's um okay i have richie did you ever play with broken ribs
3: no no i can't okay. say i have Just, but I, I i'm i'm not front row like you are,
2: i'm, uh, you I'm know. on the i'm more on the done side than the brave side though i will say <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's um yeah uh, full credit to him though I, I'll, I'll go with them
3: i think um, i think when you end up with a 30-0 win over the kangaroos and get player of the match you can then say it's brave yeah
0: yeah, yeah. like that would numb the pain <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah. Um but yeah,
2: and um unlike our brave uh, chance, Cam Murray had a little hamstring niggle and decided not to play. So um, he's more on the uh the cowardly and smart side of the spectrum, I guess. Um if we're doing brave and dumb on the other side. So um, but he will still be sweet to um kick off 2024. Um Victor Radley had a groin strain, so he missed um, the third test um, for England against Tonga, also should be fine to play. Um, and then um, Taruva from Fiji and the Panthers, he missed that last game um, with a um, calf injury that's been kind of affecting him through this whole um, mm. tournament.
3: Um, yeah, they missed him, didn't like, they?
2: Yeah, and he too um, should be fine to, to kick um, off in round one. Um, so nothing major there. Chance was probably the biggest one. Um Naughty Boy Corner, there was potentially going to be some um, some bans, but I believe um, last time I checked, it had been reduced to fines. So not much to say there. Just from Fiji and PNG, um, Kiwis were well-behaved and Australia didn't show up, so there was nothing to really <laughs> um, ping them for there. So um, we may as well jump straight into um, those games, um, starting with uh, the first one with the Kiwis defeating the Kangaroos 30-0, Richie.
3: Oh, yeah, that's, that sounds so good. Um, five tries to zip. Renato e mulitalo Jermaine Sarko, two, Matthew Timoko, and Griffin Neem, the five tries scores for the Kiwis.
2: One of the greatest prop tries I've seen for the Kiwis. You oh, wasn't the sidestep, it? it? It was beautiful. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, we talked about Griffin Neem just there. Um, forwards set the platform. Um, I was quite savage on the forwards last week um and yeah they completely turned it around um they made up for everything I complained about last week um they never let the kangaroos breathe um on top of that with them doing everything they did there the backs look more crisp um and made them most of every opportunity they got um, they were breaking lines breaking tackles breaking everything um fingers crossed that the squad stays together um because they could have a good run in the World Cup um your thoughts on the Kiwis
3: a massive, it's a massive turnaround. Um, I felt like we set the tone from the very first set. Um, Fisher Harris, the sort of crunching hit up. Um, you got an indication right there, and then how, how you know the, the the boys looked up for it. And, um, surprisingly, we dominated the middle after we didn't get on top of their second string forward pack last week. Um, yeah, but, but we did, we dominated the middle, and the, the backs were able to do damage off the back of it. And hand the kangaroos their biggest ever loss
2: yeah and um for the pacific cup tournament the kiwis are 18-0 in new zealand yeah yeah so um that's that's not bad they um defend really well we're on home soil which is good but yeah your thoughts on the kangaroos all those people pretending to be them out there
3: (laughs) yeah i i feel like um complacency was their worst enemy here um They just didn't bring the same intensity and attitude that that we brought. Um, Some of the stats, and this shows how well our middle did. um, Barely any of their forwards went for 100 running metres, depending on whose stat sheets you read, which website you're on. Um, Payne Haas only getting 100 run metres. Show me another game where that's happened. Um, Hmm. Stats, they're just unheard of. So, um, obviously, Kangaroo's... I feel like they're a bit complacent and really under par, um, but it also shows how well how well we went.
2: Yeah, they they I think they came in believing the hype because of the domination um, they did the week before and everyone writing the Kiwis off, I will say. Everyone wrote them off. We both picked the Kiwis in our preview last week, so um, we didn't read the memo. We said the Kiwis would win. Um, I didn't think that much. Um, I think I said to a chat with you, Rue and Hammer, that on their show when they asked us, I was going to be um, a dick and say 24-0. Um, but I didn't. I didn't say any school prediction. I just said Kiwis will win. And then as it was heading that way, it was like, oh, damn it. I would have looked really smart for once in my life. But, um, <laughs> yeah, kangaroos, they just never showed up. Um, I got some of their stats. They made 12 errors, 51 missed tackles, and the big returns of Payne Haas and Big Tino made no impact I saw um Jacko said that Haas and Tino were just lazy yeah I think the week off really didn't help them um I think as you saw the Kiwis they didn't change they you know the same 17 all three games and it showed in this they were all linked in together um Jacko said Grant ran for three meters um there was a stat, I think it was from the rugby league guru he was talking about chance um Chance had run for the same amount of running meters james tedesco did in the whole game in the first 20 minutes mm. and that and um, that's what you expect out of chance just goes out there and you know gives it everything he's got but they were all like that they were dominating left right and center i don't think there was any position you could say that kangaroo was better than their kiwi counterpart um yeah which is crazy um to see like I was confident the key was get the win I didn't think they would do what they did um and um yeah it was almost a replica I think of the game last week but just roles reversed um and the kangaroos I guess the positive you can get out of it is they'll be looking for a revenge which we've already seen as we mentioned they won't actually start playing games again so um yeah um fantastic Fantastic game to watch. I'm very happy for me and my fandom for my season to end on that game. Um, yeah, I know there was still two more games, but I, as a Kiwi fan, that was my season ended on that game. So I was very happy it ended that way. Um, players to stand out. I had a feeling the guy you picked was going to get picked, which is why I went with Chance. So I went with Chance. He player of the day. We've talked wax lyrically about his his efforts, so um, I don't think I need to add any more to that, but your player to stand out, I had already penciled in before the game was over as my guy. Mm. Um, but yeah, who'd you pick?
3: It was it was tough, actually, because I think everyone went so well, and you could almost have said anyone in the forward pack as well, and, and not been wrong, but I put Mulatalo, I thought uh, particularly his first half was just out of this world and he was—he was just doing everything out there. Line breaks, yep. um, scored a nice try, um, some good defensive efforts. The shot he put on Valentine Holmes was crazy. Um, yeah, no, I, I, that's one of the better efforts I've ever seen him produce. So,
2: I, yeah, I went he. Ahead he played the way I expected him to play for the Sharks when I had him as my leading try scorer in my predictions. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Um, you know, I think there was some interview he did after the game where he said like, um, in the previous game, he got a bit of, um, social media hate and his family did as well, getting sent like, um, hateful comments and death threats and stuff all over how he played. Um, and he wanted to prove everyone wrong. Um, I don't think you should ever get to that point as a fan. I think it's a bit mm. sad if you can be passionate, but willing willing death on people because they didn't perform well in a game um, is a bit out of there. Uh, in the heat of the moment in my own house, it might be different uh, at behind closed doors, but never on um, going out of my way to contact someone. But yeah, great to see him play well. Um, and yeah as um jacko said 2023 has been a great year for the warriors and kiwis fans yeah oh yeah Um, hell of a year so um yeah very happy to to be the the first ever holders of the pacific cup and handing the kangaroos their worst ever defeat um then we'll move on to the next game um where png um, copied the kiwis and righted a lot of wrongs and defeated fiji 32-12
3: they did indeed. Uh, this one was five tries to two. Uh, Edwin Ipap, I, Ipape, however you pronounce it, Robert Derby with two, Alex Johnston and Epil capaneas were the five try scorers for the Kumuls, for the Bati, or oh, Wanga Blake got both of theirs.
2: Yeah, um, PNG, they made a lot of errors, um, which has been a common theme for, for them all this tournament, but they were so dominant in that first half. Um, Very physical display, as you always expect. Um, With them, um, some massive efforts from their backs. Um, I thought they took their foot off in the the gas in the second half again, but the the damage was already done. And um, good for PNG to um, get that win and winning the Pacific Bowl at home. Um, Your thoughts on PNG?
3: Yeah, pretty similar, mate. Just like the Kiwis versus Kangaroos match, we got a complete reversal from the previous week. Um, this week it was the Kumuls who had all the intent and, and points in them. Twenty six 0 at halftime. Uh, couldn't wish for a better first half. Um, so yeah, this week it was it was the Kumuls' turn, and and you know they they showed up at the right time, uh, much to the delight of the cri- the crowd. Uh, PNG managed to pick up a dominant win in the Pacific, first Pacific bowl.
2: Yeah, and your thoughts on the on the Fiji party?
3: The butty, they just didn't seem at the races in this one. Um, and it kind of completes a very up and down bowl championship that saw them nearly lose to Cook Islands in the first round, only to thrash the Kumuls last week, and then now another off week when it mattered most. So, um, that's the butty's biggest concern is sort of the, the inconsistency there,
2: yeah. I think.
3: That's brad freezing at not at 8 again like clockwork
2: like <laughs> clockwork am i back yep as always <laughs> um sparker working with me um <laughs> saying five to five five to nine i lose internet i don't know yep. what's going on um but i'm back um yeah fiji they struggled um to find their feet in that first 40 Did start to make some inroads in the second half, but the error rate did them in in the end. Um, Some good experience and lessons from this series, I think, will help them improve. It's just, I've been saying it every week, they just need more games. Um, You know, they've had three games and that's it. Um, And it was, as you said, up and down. Um, But, yeah, your player to stand out.
3: I put uh, Edwin Epape. don't even know how to pronounce it, but, um, yeah, he's good. I, even in the World Cup, I, I I think he looks really good, and he's one of the blokes I, I mentioned I, th- I thought wouldn't look out of place in the NRL side. I mean, yeah, um, a lot of these NRL teams could do worse than have a have a dummy half like him. He, he, he does a lot right, looks like a very damaging player, but, um, yeah, he's a standout for me in that team.
2: Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, I almost picked him, but I didn't know how to say his name properly. And couldn't learn it <laughs> <quick> enough, <so laughs> I don't want to offend anyone else with my poor pronunciation so I went with Robert Derby um that's a nice name I can say he got the double um <laughs> he looked really good um he looked dangerous he's another one that you could see um make it into Ralph given the chance um mm. so yeah very very happy there and um yeah congrats again to PNG for um being the first first holders of the Pacific Bowl. Um, move to our favourite game, the game that we never get to watch. Um, England um, going 3-0, defeating uh, Tonga 26-4.
3: Yeah, this one, uh, pretty dominant. Uh, Four tries to one in England's favour. Ben Curry, Matty Ashton, Elliot Whitehead in his last uh, international. And Harry Newman. And the one try for... uh, for Tonga was our mate, uh, Ali Katoa.
2: Yeah, see, and there you go, Paul. The reason Elliot Whitehead retired, he got a try. It's like, yeah, I'm done. I don't need to do no more. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. As we've said, um, still can't watch it live um or get a decent replay in time. I think it's on YouTube. We can watch it on YouTube right now, but um mm-hmm. in time to actually do a review for the show. Um, it's not ideal. So can't judge it well. Um again, but I think, feel like it's rinse and repeat what's happened in the previous two matches. Too many errors and penalties from Tonga to give themselves a shot, and England just do what they need to do to get the job done. Um, yeah, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I didn't watch, I watched the highlights like you, so um, from what I can make of it, some, some really nice tries from England, uh, who, from what I can tell, looked even more dominant this week, and Aided by some pretty poor discipline from Tonga. I think during the week I sent you a clip of Conrad Harrell's um Sinbin and It was disgusting. Just, just, just I don't understand stuff.
2: how he was sent to the Sinbin for a legitimate tackle.
3: <laughs> the re- the return of Thug Life. Yeah.
2: it's, it's been it was a while. It's perfectly fine. You know, there um, might have been a might have been a yeah, few
3: swinging armakers in there. But a few haymakers.
2: Part- you gotta swing your arm to make the tackle, you know? It's it's just all part of it. Um, I
3: don't think swinging with a closed fist is what you meant to do, though, Brad.
2: I think he was just trying to protect his fingers so he didn't get a broken finger in the tackle. Um, oh, we yeah. saw what happened with Josh Curran in that tackle um, for the Warriors where it dislocated his finger. Um, so Conrad's learning. But, protecting yeah, no, protecting your fingers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, and uh, Jacko said, um, yeah, Tonga is disappointing, could hurt them in future retaining players. Yeah, which kind of segues us out of these into our questions because your question has to do with that. But I think we've got some questions from other people first. Mm. Uh, So, Paul, do you have any other questions?
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, I I saw that in the background. So I was like, oh, gee, I'll throw it in. Geez, Brad has another man crush on uh, Jacko uh on connie i'd loved connie for a long time
3: brad's um, always had a man crush on connie
2: yeah
0: um, <laughs> um sorry so yeah if you had to swap uh, who would you swap um out blake for uh,
2: robbie's probably already left but um i mentioned it um i want leo thompson from the knights um uh, i think before the money you pay um adam for blake you could pay enough to get Gr- griffin nean and leo thompson um, those are the top two in my forward list. Um, you know, you got guys like Fisher-Harris, moses Leota, spencer Lenu. That would be great, but you'll never get them. Um, mm,
0: yeah, there's the yeah, people you want, and then there's realistic ones, right? Realistic yeah. targets, yeah.
2: spencer Lenu is potentially the only one. If he's not, if he finds out he doesn't like the Roosters, he might be tempted to come home. But yeah, I think Leo Thompson, Griffin Neem, oh. ideal targets. They're young, they're doing well. Um, got plenty of years left, and they're the Kiwi boys. Um, that not only are from here, but they actually really care about playing for the Kiwis too. So, um, it's all part of the brand the Warriors are trying to build you know, being like a Kiwi team. Um, so those are the two I, I would make that are believable attempts. Um,
0: um, Robbie also said, um, should the Warriors target union players? Well, I mean, they're getting RTS next week.
2: Next, yeah, next we season. did, it RTS, we did. Yeah. It. Well done, um, well Rocco Berry. We we do target union players. We just target the right ones, I guess.
0: Um, and I think you also. I think what happens is that a lot of them are targeted from school rather yeah. than waiting yeah. to be professional union players and then get then get them. So um, oh, I've forgotten who we were, the the, the centre who played for um, Wellington um, who's gone overseas now. Anyway, um, but yeah, so there's um, yeah. I think I think that's that's where that's when it happens uh, over here. Uh someone wants to ask um which teams your cousin play for in the UK because you can you can watch them. Um they're all available on YouTube, those games, apparently. Um the
2: Himmel, I i you'll you'll know because you're a POM. Himmel Storm. H-E-M-E-L. Is that how Pom say it? Do they say Himmel or is it like Hummel or is it a silent H or whatever the hell they do?
0: Himmel? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Himmel said if that's where he's where, where they're playing, if that's where where he where he is, but that seems like a, a weird place to have a not sort of like a a major place, but anyway,
2: okay, interesting. It's um, there, yeah, the Himmel Storm. They're based, I'm googling now, you, you people. Um,
0: <laughs> the, um, they're
2: based in Himmel Hempstead, in
0: yeah, Himmel yeah, Hempstead,
2: yeah. so Hempstead, so Himmel
0: Hem, Hempstead, so Storm, yeah,
2: yeah, Himmel, oh, yeah. yeah. So that's who he
0: plays for. Cool, so yeah, folks. Um, did you guys answer my question that I put to you in my text last week or not?
2: We did, of course we did. Yeah, we're we did. professional. Oh, then we'll you were, li- you were very thankful to not here to see the answer because we ripped you apart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, stupid union people, stupid union people <laughs> asking stupid questions.
0: Um, it's one way getting the NRL to be interested in international rugby, you see.
2: Yeah, they wouldn't want to do it, they're scared. You imagine if uh, I think we're, we'll cover it a little bit again. Said one of the things I said is. It makes the Kiwis look bad if New South Wales or Queensland beat them, but you imagine the rip roar if the Kiwis wipe the
0: floor with one of those Origin teams because Origin's the so-called pinnacle. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. But, you, be, uh, but um, we, we were talking a couple of weeks back about the being, being uh, about the, um, the oh, Kangaroos being enough to put out two teams. Uh, that yeah, one, one way that they could put out two teams. Was my. I was
2: wrong though, Paul, because their Michael. best team couldn't even win. So I know that. They... I was wrong.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 there's not. There's losing, and there's not not even scoring a point. I yeah. Um, so that, that's the questions for the live chat, guys.
2: All right. Um, so cheers for that, guys. And uh, Richie, we'll go with your one first because we're kind of already talking about it. So
3: yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you what what do you think? What do you think of the reasons for Tonga seemingly seemingly falling off so badly this year, despite looking a strong team on paper and you know the the way they've trended since. Um, Since their breakout uh World Cup and and having people defect to them, Jason Tamalolo. Um we saw that huge rise and then this year we've seen them go over to England. Uh thinking it'd be a competitive tour and it just it just wasn't.
2: Um I'm gonna feel like a bit of a dick, but Tonga Tonga improved, but they were never, you know, great. They were still, you know, they got better, but we always had the same questions. Like they got a great forward pack. They got some electric backs, but they got no halves. Yeah. And when you don't have a spine, you can't expect to be week in, week out great. And, you know, they did, you know, that revolution when AFB went over Tomalolo. Tomalolo is not the same player when he jumped ship. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't even playing in this tournament, was he? Sure. <laughs>
3: Don't know. Haven't been able I, to watch.
2: So <laughs> I know, I know. AFB didn't play in the last game, but um, yeah, Tom Lotto wasn't playing at all. I don't think. Um, I'm just looking now, um, but yeah, the it's just it's part of it. It's hard doing a tour over to England. Um, hold on, I've got, I've got round two. Yeah, no. So yeah, JT, one of the guys you mentioned, he's not there. Yeah. Um, but a lot of their players weren't there. Like they've still got they got a young guy in Katoa in the Harps, um, which I think he's gonna be fantastic, um, just in time. But you've got Lolo here, who, you know, is a superstar in the super league, but he couldn't even look good in the Tigers when he was in the NRL. He's not, you know, quality. Um, admittedly they're playing, I don't even know who Mikey Lewis is. <laughs> who was the 5'8", England. So, um, you know, but they, they had a, quite a few players that didn't play um, in this tour, which didn't help them. But, you know, even in when they hit that rise, um, they lost to England in the World Cup final. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think they're better, but I I think they, they the first two games are at least a little bit competitive, and you could argue if they are better, with their handling and their discipline, they might have got the wins. Where that last one, they just never looked at So I think they're still competitive. But in hindsight, you basically still look at Australia, New Zealand, England as the big three, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, Samoa,
2: made, Samoa made an upset. They, you know, they got to the final. They beat England, but then we beat them fifty nil a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So and- you know is this highlights and low with them, which is always going to be the case until mm. they get a rounded roster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I didn't really answer. Um, it's a strong looking team on paper, but they don't play enough together and they've got no spine. So mm. um,
3: what I would have said is along the same lines. Um, they don't have the right players in the positions that matter. Um, Tonga has uh, a silver silver lining um, with people like Isaiah Katoa, who I think has got a big future and and will one day that Tonga will reap the benefits of him. But um, yep. at this point in time, no. And when you looked at Samoa when they lost to us fifty 0 you look at their spine. Um, you take you take take Luai out of their team, and they don't really yeah, have a the com, they don't have a competitive enough spine. Um, yeah. They'll, they'll always have the forward packs. Tonga's forward pack is um, full of, it's stacked full of high quality NRL players, but in, uh, the positions that matter, it's it's where they're lacking.
2: Yeah, and um, like Jaco said, it's a test for Tonga and Samoa, easy to get players when winning, but losing makes it hard to keep players interested. And um, Simon also said it's England's fourth game this year because they did get to play France early in the season. Yeah, this is tongan team's first game since the world cup when and they were disappointing in the world cup as well i I think everyone's still trying to remember the world cup previous where they were fantastic they were a huge Mm. failure in the last world cup um they were predicted to be um contenders to take the whole thing out and you know never looked in it um samoa with a surprise so um but you know next year samoa if they've got a healthy jerome lawai Shamal Harris Tavita might join them in the halves potentially. That spine looks a bit better. Um, yeah, Tonga is still a long way away. They need to find another half to join Katawa quickly.
0: But yeah, until until they've got their own NRL team, until they've got their own pathways of bringing players through, um, they are going to be they're going to be boom and bust. They're going to have times when they suddenly get a bunch of players together, they do well. Um, but unless you've got that pipeline, where you're actually trying to build a team, trying to bring players through to fill holes you're not going to um you're not going to to have sustained success
2: yeah and um I saw there was another question from um Bjorn um before we go into my question for you um we saw um James Fisher Harris try a grubber quick as a resident prop um have you ever tried to kick and was your license taken off you no I think kicking's cheating so um I don't kick um yeah
3: yeah, I I can confirm. I've I don't think I've ever seen Brad kick a ball. Um, Brad and I, I used I've to.
2: Done, I've done drop goals on my own when no one's watching, um, but never in a game situation.
3: Brad and I used to take a footy along to Warriors games and, and chuck it around in the car park before before going up to our seats. And um, yeah, not a lot of kicking, some pretty flashy passes, but not a lot of kicking.
2: Yeah, definitely a a, a brilliant passer of the ball, but um, I keep, I keep it away from my two left feet as much times as possible. And um, yeah, he should never have done it. I think that was on the third tackle too. Um, Yeah. It was, yeah, he should never have done it and he should never have done it at that time. Um, Thankfully it didn't matter in the long term things, but um, yeah, um, had some interesting uh, chat in our little um, chat group when that happened. Um, (laughs) But yeah, And um, my question for you, though, Matt, before we uh, trail off into um, random topics again, 2023's been a very poor year for James Tedesco. Um, Do you think it's time for him to step down from origin and internationals, or do you think he can bounce back? Uh, I know I'm very biased. I've been saying he shouldn't be playing for New South Wales for the past Mm. two years. Um, Um, But in terms of kangaroos, you've got Reese Walsh, Dylan Edwards. yeah. Yeah. You name them. There's so many.
3: I don't think he's going to want to step down from internationals, but I think he should have that choice uh, made for him. Uh, if I if I were Mel Meninga or, or you know the, if I was the Aussie coach, I'd be having Wal Ponga ahead of him, just on hmm. form and just what they offer. Um, and I think the thirty nil result we've we've handed them should be the line in the sand. Where they they look to carve out a new a new path and they're missing Cleary this series and you know he would have made a difference but then you add add in Walsh, um, Ponga won Deliem couldn't even crack the team, um,
2: but a, that is a trend with Malmenanga. he doesn't pick Deliems because um, he didn't take the when winner to the World Cup either,
3: yeah yeah but I mean. It, there's gotta be an element of picking on form as well and and picking picking what's worked before works to a point. Uh, but I think yeah, I think the 30 nil's gotta be alone in the sand and players like James Tedesco, I I wouldn't pick him if if Walsh and Pong are available. Or even Tommy <laughs> Turbo. Um, there's a number of fullback options I think who offer a lot more. Um See, I think for Origin can... though Origin I think he's still gonna be in with a shot. Um, yeah. because he doesn't have your Walshes and Pongers to contend with. But um even then I still think he's got some pretty quality options to fight for his jersey.
2: Yeah. Well you just talked about Tommy too. <laughs> yeah um but yeah, the fact that he can name three or four fullbacks that you would pick in front of him in the kangaroos already shows that, you know, maybe it is Time, like it's—he's uh, the captain and all that—and it's you know it's hard for a guy that's done so much to say like we we got to move on from you. But you know it's not about friendships and relationships; it's about trying to win football games. You know, you mm. pick the team, you can. Um, a
3: lot of like, lot of potential captains in that that squad yeah. too. <laughs> yeah.
2: There's lots of captains all over the place, but um, yeah, I would be dropping him. Myself, but, yeah, I've been calling for it for a while. But I'm happy they're not because I think it's at the detriment of their teams when they pick him. Um He's still he, – he's a fantastic player, but I think he's his X factor that he brought in the past is gone, Um mm. and you kind of need that. But <laughs> oh, it's my turn to sneeze this Listen. week. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I expect to see him still playing – until he says no, I think Mal's going to let him play until he decides himself, which, yeah, it's yeah, not what I would do, but I'm not a kangaroo or a New South Wales supporter. So
3: I just think of how much more Australia get out of some of those weapons they have in, in their outside backs if Walsh is your fullback. Yeah. Um, the way he sweeps and, and he puts fear into the defensive line and Look at the look at the paths he opens up for his outsides. The Broncos benefited from that all year. Um, yeah, I would much rather Tedesco running at me than a Reese Walsh. Yeah, for all well, Reese yeah. Walsh's flaws on defense, um, I'd much rather Tedesco lining up against me.
2: Yeah, and I think before we move on, uh, I think you got to look at the World Cup. You know, in the World Cup in twenty twenty five, is James Tedesco your fullback? No. So why play him now? Get get the young guy in there because it's not like that. It's not like Union where he's going to get, you know, between ten and fifteen games before the World Cup to play internationals. He's got like, it's mm-hmm. got like four, four well, games. Well, he's
3: he's not my fullback. If I were the yeah. coach, he's still young enough where he might be. Australia's fullback at that World Cup, maybe, but yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it would be crazy, I think, if they go in with that. But yeah, Mouse, the coach, not me. Um, yeah, and yeah, if the Kangaroos had won um, in the Hamilton, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right?
3: So, well, you look at the week before; he actually yeah. didn't look too bad, and he set up a trial with a nice grubber. He's he's still yeah.
2: got; he's not he's still completely hopeless. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not like saying he needs to never play footy again. Don't get me wrong. But when you got a guy like Reese Walsh, I didn't even think of Ponga. Um M, I forgot him. Um mm. I was just thinking of Walsh, going like what damage could Walsh do for the kangaroos? Um but he might never get the chance. Um well he's young enough, he will get the chance. He will but, um but yeah, so that was it for the questions. We're we trying to make this go as long as we can because you know, Paul Paul hasn't met us in it. a while. So um with the last segment of the show guys, uh no previews um to talk about. So I thought as I mentioned at the start, we talk about season 4 highlights. So I, I asked Richie just to pick three highlights from season 4 of the standoff. Um and I've picked them um, as well. Um we may as well go one for one rather than rattling off. Um yeah. so I'll go first. Um kicking off the year with our 100th episode. Um, it's crazy. Um, to even think we'd make it to 100. Um, Thought Paul would have kicked us off by then, at least um, when I started (laughs) it back in the the day when it was, you know, um, me and Sanjay at the start, and then there was that long period of time where it was just me blathering on all by myself um, before you jumped on board. And, um, yeah, I I think, I assume we're on 139 now, right? Paul? Or are we on 138? You're the mathematician. It's episode thirty.
0: I'm just checking, actually. Just checking the, uh, the. Um... I don't
2: know. I think there's a few episodes where we've named the same episode number. We get confused. Um, no, we get... <laughs> full disclosure, um, numbers confuse me. <laughs> so...
0: Well, I reckon last week was was one three five, but um, so I reckon this this is one three six. But I, I will. Uh, no. I'll go back and check. If I haven't doubled, double double. Um, double. I numbers. think you've doubled.
2: It's more than that. It's more than that. I'm sure. I wouldn't fudge. I wouldn't fudge it. <laughs> I don't know I've got a playlist I'm going I've got a playlist of all our episodes
0: oh you're
1: right I'm I'm this. I,
0: I, we had two one two nines um so there we go. So yes yeah, so I'm gonna have to go back and uh, and and count So you got one we've got one duplicate at least
2: yeah um yeah so the standoff playlist I've got has got 140 videos in it but I know one of them is the highlights package Richard
0: made of all my um Hot takes. As we'd oh, we would have done that. We should have um, we should have we should have put done the audio version, put it out as a podcast as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Um but yeah, and um Bjorn said first full season watching you guys has been really enjoyable. It makes a good Wednesday night after work. Appreciate that. Great um, to
3: hear that, mate. Well, that's that's nice to hear.
2: Um and then your first your first highlight, Richie.
3: Uh, for me um the warriors season um, and everything around it and us being able to discuss our team for the first time on the show in a very positive light so uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the up the wars movement the, the the return of SJ's form and what should have been a deli and winning year uh, a full stadium every home game the the epic um, home games and all the you know, everything around that, and just the buzz around the team. So for me, to have a season of the standoff where it caught us off guard, caught us by surprise, and then it just kept going. It it didn't dissipate right up up until the unfortunate exit in the preliminary. But, yeah, for for us to go that long talking about the boys uh, in a positive way, awesome.
2: Yeah, and Jacko says he agrees with Bourne, but um that I don't like praise or so he said once. I yeah, I'm self dep- self-deprecating. I, I don't enjoy praise at all. Sorry, all your praise that Richie and Paul actually do all the hard work. Um I just sit here you, and ramble. You do the uh, hard work,
0: Brad. Yeah, brother, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Paul's firing shots
2: to finish (laughs) as the prop um, of a show like props in real life. We, we, we do all the hard work, but we don't, um, we've got the halfback sitting here that gets all the money and all the, all the praise. So I don't need it. Um, my second highlight (laughs) ramble again, um, was kind of the same. Um, the rise of the warriors this year and getting to discuss them in the finals for the first time on the show. Um, And, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, If you go back and watch our preseason predictions, we didn't really have a lot of hope. Um, We had hoped that there would be some improvement, but not the level we got. So, yeah, um, that was was fantastic. Um, Your second highlight?
3: Um,
2: I couldn't decide between
3: two, so I wrote one. I'm going to mention two really quickly. We're allowed (laughs) to do that. It's the last episode. So (laughs) one of the great grand finals of the modern era and how – the biggest grand final comeback Um, witnessing that and then discussing it on the show. Awesome. And then having internationals to discuss and the Kiwis. So a bit of recency bias here, but just tonight getting to talk about the kangaroo's biggest ever loss. How satisfying. So yeah, that was my two way tie.
2: Yeah. Now once again, my third's kind of the same. Um, uh, just getting to talk about internationals again and fingers crossed it becomes a regular thing um every year for both rugby league and the show um you know we really only got to talk about internationals this year and in the world cup when the world cup so. Mm. so um yeah hopefully we get a few more um there and your last your last uh, highlight. just
3: another uh season awards show we we've done it's always it's always funny seeing what we come up with and and, and then I look back at our pre-season predictions and how far off the mark we were. I know a lot of them, we, some of them we throw tongue-in-cheek sort of predictions, but some of them we were dead serious and <laughs> we were miles off. So, miles uh, off. yeah, we'll take a nice break now and I look forward to doing another another set of pre-season predictions. And I'm going to challenge myself this coming year to, to do a bit better.
2: To get more than one would be good. Um, get more than one right. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> And um, Paul, do you have any highlights um, you want to bring up before we let everyone go for our last show?
0: No, look. that's the, the, the joy for this, for me, is well. Actually, um, me, uh, whilst it was a wet and horrible day, was actually getting up to come and uh, come and have a, watch a game with you, Brad. Um, and also um, the good that work that you'll never did. get to do again. Don't ever get to And uh, yeah, <laughs> documenting the uh, the good work around you, uh, shape for a cure uh, that you did as well. Um, yes, that's a good uh, one. Uh, that was, oh, yeah,
2: um, I should have so. mentioned that in highlight. Yeah,
0: um, I, I lost you so, so, so yeah. So after yeah, was it season four? Um, and here we are. Um, this is the first time I actually met you this year. Um, so yeah, there's just the fact that this kind of thing brings people together. Um, and uh we get to yeah get to meet people get to chat with people who we wouldn't otherwise know um to me that's always the highlight of these uh, of, of these shows
2: yeah, yeah. it's probably the only time me and richie would actually get to talk is doing this show
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 friends together that's yeah
3: <laughs> this um, um this episode here is probably jacko's highlight too because no super league
2: yeah <laughs> exactly um yeah I was. We were going to do it. There was all that news about Super League, but I forgot to research it. So I, I've saved you, Jacko. Um, But anything else you guys want to add before I do our little sign off?
0: Well, no. You just, just come back next week for the uh, for the for the uh, Super League special. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Not>. <laughs> um So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. That is us for 2023. Um, we haven't discussed when season five will start in 2024. We're never really good with that. We kind of just do a chat in a couple of weeks saying, should we start at this date and then do it? Um, but keep an eye out on social media when we announce the return date. Um, I know I always put it on um, my my Facebook page um, when we're coming back. Um, as always, if something big happens um, in between seasons, we'll make special episodes to cover it. Um, no doubt there'll be something real big that happens tomorrow, Richie.
1: Um, yeah, no doubt. the way.
2: But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you all um, for joining us again. Thanks, uh, Paul, for all the work you do in the background for um, all year, and um, Richie for for joining me as well um, every every week or well, almost every week this year. You missed a couple. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, looking forward to kicking it off all again. Um, it's probably going to be in a, just a couple of weeks. It's usually February, I think, right?
3: Yeah,
2: I think it's not too um, far
3: away. Um, a we'll a discuss break.
2: it discuss it at some point but yeah thank you all once again for joining us and
1: good night